Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of the Dorm Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I thought right. we were doing the whole, you know what, never mind. What? <laughs> Go fast? <laughs> zoom, zoom, Sanic fast. All right, so where do you want to start off the podcast with today, guys? You guys want to talk about uh, Chris's little COVID segment, or do we want to start with the Wi-Fi issues that we've been having all week? Let's start wi-fi, with the Wi-Fi. All okay. right, Wi-Fi. Chris likes the Wi-Fi. Well, what was it? Wednesday? Is that when it happened, Adam? Yeah. Well, Wednesday at like 2 p.m. Well, technically it started like Tuesday night during our chem lecture because people were complaining of it yeah. going in and out. And yeah, no, it had been day, going in and out for like a couple days, but no, really just Tuesday at, yeah. at the late. Oh at the yeah, early, I guess at the earliest from like Tuesday night, Tuesday evening. But then to um and then at wednesday uh it just straight up went down yeah it went completely out for i think 12 hours was the official time that yeah. our internet provider said because it was wednesday i from don't think that's two. right that's what that's what they said though apogee sent us an email well it was didn't from, it didn't it, it come back up 11. at like 11 though yeah it was two to 11 yeah it must have went that's nine out. hours it must have went out at like 12 then oh, I, thought, it went I back was, out Oh, I mean, I thought it was fine till like, 4-ish. Well, the email, all I'm saying is that the email that Apogee sent us, uh, so our internet provider sent us an email basically saying that they failed us, and they gave us a summary of our issues so far. So on October 16th, we had an approximately 14-hour outage due to a fiber cut, and then on November 4th, so Wednesday... They say we had an approximately 12-hour outage due to inter- internet service provider issues slash failures. So, yeah, well, basically, they've just been saying that they haven't yeah. been uh, up to their standards or something. So basically, they're going to they're gonna try and do better for us, I guess. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, the, the internet's been a constant <laughs> issue here, I guess. And... Which, I mean, it's really kind of frustrating sometimes when, obviously, right now, the internet is a very impo- important part of all of our schoolwork so really when the internet come goes down we just can't do homework <laughs> yeah i have my uh this kid in my econ group was telling me he's a junior and he lives off campus so he hasn't had any problems which is really nice makes sense i guess it's definitely harder to provide internet for like an entire campus than it is for a house yeah, I yeah don't see know. the weirdest thing is is it's only the residence the halls. residence halls that go out yeah well, they definitely experience the most demand. Well, it's because I think yeah, we're on true. a different internet than the rest of campus because we're ResNet and the rest of the campus is MST. Internet. That's true. I did notice uh, when I was at my math lecture earlier that the internet in there was the old MST instead of the new my ResNet. Yeah, so I don't know. What is the internet speeds in the gym like? I don't know. I didn't do a speed test. Oh, I, the internet speeds in my math class are pretty bad. They're not, I mean, they're not horrible, but the range is what kind of ner- makes me nervous. It's like I only get like two out of five Wi-Fi bars. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, you want to talk about your little COVID segment? It's the Rona segment. All right. So this week we have, uh, we have Monday through Thursday counted already since this is Friday. So this week minus today, which is Friday, we have nine students and seven staff members which puts us at our highest, like the highest of the range that we've been staying at, which is 16. We've been hovering between 10 and 16 for the last 
two months basically, but we haven't counted Friday yet. But I would also like to mention that 11 of the cases were all on Monday. Oh, wow. So between, <laughs> but yeah, between Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there was a total of five cases. So I guess that's not that bad. Yeah, but there was also 11 cases in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not the best. Yeah, it's starting to look a little rough. it's been cooling down since then. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, you're definitely thinking we might get sent home here, Adam, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's something to think about because as the winter comes, COVID will get worse. And also it's flu season, so then you just have to worry about the flu as well. So, I mean, obviously no one would probably be sent home because of the flu, but just that mixed with increasing COVID cases makes me kind of nervous about our prospects of coming back after um, Thanksgiving break. I think... We might probably still come back from Thanksgiving break, considering how low our cases still are compared to other colleges. I mean, I don't have a one-to-one comparison because definitely we're a smaller school than other colleges. But it is something to think about as we move forward. So hopefully we'll I'm stay here. It at, I'm putting it at about a 30% chance we come back. After really? Here, that's that low? I'm, I'm thinking 30. Really? I think it's higher than that. I don't know. You're being really glass half empty here, Chris. No, I'm just saying, like, it it just it just makes sense. It, there's only three weeks left, and just, like, just not having the COVID cases for the next three weeks for them to deal with just makes sense. I don't know for sure, but I was told by my math teacher that Phelps County had the highest COVID jump since, uh, like, ever. <laughs> uh, I yeah, a Mark- lot of places are having big jumps. We just had our first ever day of recording 100K cases. The other day, yeah, for the whole United States, for the whole yeah, for the whole country. Well, yeah, but I think what Adam's talking about is Phelps County. Adam's looking at the actual numbers right now, but I'm pretty sure they had like 85 cases in one day. 83 is what my math professor said, but I don't know if that's. I can't find the the number he's referring to, but I mean, I don't think he was lying to me. So yeah, and. If that is true, that's like way higher than before because during the entirety of the summer, I'm pretty sure Phelps County only had one case, right? I guess. I never really knew. I think that it was something super low. But yeah, he said within like one day, it was like an 80, 80 people were, you know, tested positive. So, you know, he's also talking about how that could have been like a backlog of tests or something. But that is a big cause for concern when the county is starting to... Uh, Get a lot of COVID cases. I mean, like to that. be fair, the the county is forty four thousand people. Well, yeah, but I thought it'd been way less. That that's surprising. What the size of the county? Yeah. Oh, we can sit here, I guess, and talk about our prospects of coming back after Thanksgiving. But I think we've talked about it before. But if we do go back home, I guess we'll just have to do back uh, the dorm remote again. Yeah. Go back to debasement. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris will be back in debasement. Yeah, that's where he no, lives. No, my mom took over the basement. That's her. That's her desk now. She took my desk. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Oh really, dude? Yeah. Okay. So I just found a statistic, and it says for October fourteenth. So this is a while ago. It says known cases on October fourteenth was ninety-eight. So for what? No, nine hundred and eighty-eight. For... Adam. What are you talking about? No. You said known, known cases, but on that day there's ninety-eight re- oh, uh, reported my bad. cases. So this is this for Phelps County? Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, okay. 988 total. And then on October 14th, there was 98 total. Where? Wow. 
oh, this is really hard to use. And then there's 50 on October 29th. And then, so yeah, there's definitely cause for concern. And there's also a graph that shows the amount of cases uh, since about May. And it basically was at like, two, is that one, zero to one from like two. Yeah, zero, one, two, all the way to like mid June. And then right at the beginning of July, it just starts going up exponentially. Yeah. So, it is it is cause for concern, but it it is always better to you know stay safe than you know get a bunch of cases. That and, is true. Uh, overrun the hospitals. So getting get I guess kind of past this, uh, this episode I thought would be kind of cool if we did a little bit of a college advice segment. Where this could be like a running series on advice people want to know. So, I mean, we're only freshmen, and our advice is kind of limited. But we have <laughs> been here for a couple months. Yeah, so I guess it's like the freshman perspective for future freshmen. Or I guess yeah. college transfer students as well, but I'm sure that they know what's going on already. Probably. So, uh, number one college advice topic that I wanted to bring up was bringing a car to college. And I guess Mark is the only one here that's really qualified to answer this question. So, Mark, do you think it's worth it to bring a car to college? I mean, I'd say you definitely want to see, like, where you're going to go because you 100% don't need one at college. Like, especially if you have a good meal plan where you can get three meals a day and stuff, then you definitely don't need one. I know I mostly use mine to go get groceries but then I also use it to drive to the skate park here in Rolla quite a few times a week. So, I mean, you really just want to think about where you're actually going to go. Because if you're going to go places that are within walking distance of your dorm, like five or ten minutes walk, then you really don't need one. The only thing that I have to add to that is it is kind of nice if you have your own car. You can just drive yourself home. I mean, you can always carpool. or. That's true. There, That's there's true. also that to think about. If you're going to want to go home a lot, it will. It might be worth it to bring your car to college because then you don't have to have like your parents come pick you up. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you work in college, so I mean, if you don't work on campus, I guess, and you work off campus, it's kind of nice to, if you had to drive to your job. Oh, yeah. I would definitely have a car if you're going to work off campus. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess a car isn't necessary, but it is a very nice thing to have. I think eventually in college you'll eventually get a car. I don't know too many people who don't have a car that are upperclassmen. But most of those people don't even live on on campus here at SMT, Yeah, once so. you move off campus, yeah. it's more of a need than a yeah. want. Yeah, definitely. Because you, you have to drive to your apartment or house or whatever and get groceries. Yeah, and even your classes sometimes. That's true. It depends on how far away you live. So, number two for college advice, Mark puts up number two, just put up a number two symbol, uh, mm-hmm. computers and game consoles for college. Do you think you need a big PC tower for college, or do you think a regular laptop can just get away with it? And do you think you should bring a game console to college, like an Xbox or a PlayStation or even a Switch? Well, I think that you should definitely bring... Something, something to well, college. Well, yeah, you should definitely bring a computer, but what type of computer should you bring? Do you think you I need, mean, like, a tower? Do you think a laptop is sufficient? I mean, I really think it depends on what kinds of games you want to play, but you'll definitely, like, you'll definitely have time 
to play games. Like, I know we talk about how uh, we have a lot of homework to do and stuff, but then, I mean, I guess especially here, since there's not a whole lot to do in Rala. Well, and COVID, too. Yeah, and because of COVID, we definitely... There's a lot of times where we just sit in our dorm and play video games. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why the internet going out was just so bad. Because even if you can't do your homework. Yeah, uh, we can't do our homework and we can't seek entertainment. take a break. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I have a, I have a, for, some books here, so I was able to read for a little bit. While yeah. The was down. And I know for Chris, especially on uh, his PlayStation, it wouldn't let him play even like single player games Bro. when the internet was out. It, that. I still don't understand that. So when the internet went out, it wouldn't verify the licenses. Like it, the PlayStation didn't know that I owned the games when I'm not on Wi-Fi. So I just I just couldn't play them. Although I figured out why, and I hopped on Adam's hotspot for a quick second, and I fixed it. But then I still couldn't play most of my games. Like I have I have something on Madden where I play just by myself like, in a league by myself, and I still can't play it because, I guess, it auto-saves. So, I that's the only reason why it counts as being online, which is really dumb. I don't get it, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, that that is a, a little special that it requires internet to play a single-player game. Yeah, no, because you could make an offline franchise... In Matt, I, in the older versions, at least I don't know about this one, but in the offline ones, it doesn't auto save, so you could just play like a whole season and then forget to save, and then none of it's saved, and you have to start over. So <laughs> it's just, it's just not even worth it. Yeah. So I guess Chris, to kind of go off the question, do you think you should bring a game console to college? I so, in my personal experience, I don't have. A big PC. I have a gaming laptop, which I also use for school, which is a it's a solid two in one. Although carrying it around for classes does look kind of weird. Wait, it's not a two in one, is With it? The, no, just like a like not a two in one, as in a tablet and a laptop, as in like a, a source of entertainment and oh, a laptop for school. Yeah, carry on. I'm but sorry. it absolutely works because. Adam picked me out a, a nice one. It's very nice. I like it. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. I, I enjoy doing <laughs> but, that stuff. Yeah, that'll absolutely work, but I also have a PlayStation, and once again, it's not necessary, but having something is definitely better than nothing. the way to go. Yeah. So I either go with like a gaming laptop, and you don't necessarily need to bring your console, or if you have like a like a productivity laptop, like a Chromebook, you you should probably bring the console. Yeah. So I mean, I guess this really only pertains to people who enjoy playing video games. But otherwise, right. like if you seek entertainment from like watching and streaming movies and TV shows and reading, then yeah, I think just a normal notebook, laptop, Chromebook thing would be fine for you. The only thing I'd probably say is, especially with the time of online learning, you probably want to get an external monitor because living life with two monitors is just... Every one of us... Yes. Every two monitors is just the way to go for school. Right. I got the monitor so I could hook it up to my PlayStation because the TV had like a half a second of delay, which I later figured out I could change the settings for and fix that. But now I just have the monitor just for class 
and having an external monitor is so nice. It is. And you can pick them up like, from the surplus store too. So 25 bucks. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Chris got his from there too. I did. And you know too, I, I guess nothing. Oh yeah, sorry. But also <laughs> if you go to the the surplus store, you could buy uh you know, a, a gaming tower and theoretically upgrade it for I mean, pretty cheap. So let's say you don't have any sort of gaming stuff. You could definitely, especially around college, there's a lot of people selling stuff, trying to make money. So you could definitely make like a secondhand PC or even buy a secondhand console for a lot cheaper than you could new. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always have to worry about issues with, you know, probably don't have a warranty and stuff. But if you can make it for like a third of the price, it's kind of worth it. So I think that kind of answers that question. And especially with yeah. the time of COVID. There's a lot more time where you... There's a lot more... I don't know, not free time, but a lot of time that you can't really just... Downtime. Yeah. So, number three would be choosing the right dorm. I remember us sitting in engineering in high school when we had free time. Bruh. Going yeah. through and deciding on what dorm room we're going to get. So, I don't know, Chris or Mark, which one wants you to start off this one, but what, would, what advice would you give? Well, I would say... Definitely think about how much time you're going to spend in your dorm room. Like if you're somebody who isn't going to spend a whole lot of time actually being in your room, obviously like a standard like two bed room with nothing else like TJ, that would obviously be a good room for you. I think this is the perfect room for us because it's like yeah. the perfect balance between Size. being big enough and having like a bathroom and shower in our room and being like super expensive because we were going for like four individual rooms but honestly that was I a think, bad idea yeah honestly yeah. i think this would probably be better i've been to the one with the four rooms and the rooms are very slim like they're like tj rooms cut in half so it's literally like cut just half yeah like down the middle um, yeah, but they're cut down the middle and they're squeezed or not squeezed, but yeah, they're just very narrow. They're very narrow rooms. It's like your bed and then your desk and that's it. And you get a closet that's like the third of our closet, I think. Maybe it's a little that's bit bigger. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, but it's very, it's a very tight space. You get a huge living area, but honestly, sometimes you just want to be in your room by yourself. Oh yeah, I forgot that it was a living room. Yeah. There's a big living room where all that space kind of goes, I think. Yeah. But honestly, I don't really think it's worth it. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely I, more worth it having the bigger rooms instead of the huge living room. Definitely. Yeah, no, Adam's room is just our living room. It's fine. Basically. He's got the couch with the throw pillows on it, bro. We're chilling. Well, it's really just a bed with throw pillows on it, but... Yeah. <laughs> that, we call it the couch. Uh-huh. I still think it might be a good idea to uh, loft that bed and then find like some furniture to put under it so we could have a double-decker seating area. But we'd have to buy Although, a couch. Yeah, that's not really necessary. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to spend the, any... We have three people. Yeah. And you already have a bunch of stuff under there, and we don't really have any place to put it, so maybe not, but... Okay. It's always there. Yeah. The idea is yeah. always there. All right, so... Next thing Adam has on here is what meal plan to choose. <laughs> so I'd say definitely you're also going to want to consider how many meals you eat a day. Like if you're one of those insane people who never eats breakfast, then yeah, you only really need enough meals to get you two meals a day for the whole semester. Well, Or like 
what a lot of us do is we just have cereal and we eat cereal yeah, in our dorm for say. breakfast. So honestly, I think that's the best balance for most people is just having cereal and then having a meal plan, which is enough to get you two meals a day. Adam actually chose the highest meal plan, which is a mistake about three meals a day. And yeah, he definitely thinks it's a mistake because uh, he's he got has, like 70 more meals than we do. Yeah, he has yeah, how a many lot meals more meals have? than he can spend. How many meals do you guys like have left? 50 or 45. Yeah, I have like, like 40 left. Uh, Adam has 96. 96. <laughs> oh, let's go. I, I went under 100 though. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very, very big meal plan. Adam's going to start stocking up on... Grilled cheeses. On grilled cheese. Well, yeah, and you even got two grilled cheeses for dinner the other day, didn't you? No, I got a hamburger and a grilled cheese, oh. which was just a mistake. <laughs> so oh, full. I only have 43 meals left. I'm I'm going a little slim. Yeah, so you also have to kind of worry about that um, kind of running slim. but There's definitely a balance because, I mean, you don't want to have way too many meals and then you're wasting your money, but you also don't want to have not enough to where you have to start eating ramen at the end of the semester. That's true. Also, it depends on how much you eat on the weekend. So if you go home a lot on the weekends, well, then you're probably not going to be using many meal swipes at all. Yeah. Where also here, the restaurant choices kind of slim down a lot on the weekends. So sometimes we just straight up just don't even go to lunch or dinner sometimes. Yeah. Because it's just like there's two restaurants open and you're like, okay. Well. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that before, well, we but there's only like two restaurants open on the weekends. Yeah, but... I think usually the middle one is the best one for most people because the other one is just straight points. And uh, I feel like that one might be the move because there's really? one there's one just points plan that's cheaper than the one that we have, and it comes out to close to the amount of meals that we get anyway. Really? Maybe I should look into that. And yeah. also with points, you can buy more points. I mean, it's literally just basically dollars. So. Yeah. It's, you know, $1 is one point. I guess, too, if you run out of meal swipes, you can always buy more points. I don't know how it works at every college, but that's how it works at ours. And then number five, I guess uh, Mark can kind of talk about this one because he's a he's big opinionated on this. Not really. <laughs> but how do, you, how do you get involved in clubs? Okay, well, it's definitely very hard for us this year, you know, because the whole COVID thing. But to get involved in clubs, really all you need to do is just – Look at the clubs that are on your campus, decide uh, one that you think might be cool, and then you can probably just show up to one of their meetings and ask uh, some current members some questions, see if you might want to do that. And then I think usually you can just join and then you just show up and help out. Most of the clubs on college campuses, I feel like, are pretty laid back. Like, I feel like a lot of them don't have many required things you have to go to. Usually you just show up and help out. Well, I think it's because I know academics especially is yeah. a big part of it. And, you know, if your GPA is suffering, you really shouldn't be in a club. That's true. Or you and should I, at least take a leave until it gets back up. And I guess it's, it's also because with college classes, people's schedules can be very different from one another. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, on the topic of uh, clubs, I would not do more than, like, two maximum because I'm in two right now. Weren't you in three at the beginning? Yeah, I was. And I, was I thought you were in four. four at the beginning. Yeah, it was, like, four at first. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then 
I uh, trimmed it down a lot because I realized I just could not do it all. And some of them just I don't think we're going to keep my interest for a long period of time. They all sounded really cool, but you got to really be like, all right, this is what I want to focus on. And especially if it's related to your major in some way, I think it's a really good way to get experience. So, if you know, I'd probably say don't do more than two clubs at a time. And that's really dependent on how much time you have and how well you can manage it and how much time that club requires as well. But that just Yeah, no, I figured back. that. You, so you guys have been talking about struggling and like finding a place in the club, and I'm sure that a lot of that has to do with Corona. But that I mean that's why I kind of just stayed away from it for a semester. And next semester I'm gonna start looking into getting involved because I feel like I feel like next semester whether it's the appropriate time or not they're gonna start reverting back to close to normal at least. Yeah. So. I figured taking this semester off from getting involved just to focus on school is not the worst idea. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, plus there's that too. If you're overwhelmed with your classes already, I would not recommend joining Joining a club. club. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of join them, I think, whenever, like at semester. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can join them at pretty much any time. Yeah, just kind of show up and be like, I want to be a part of this. And they're like, okay. Yeah, if you show up and tell somebody that they're interested i don't think they'll be like no wait till next year yeah oh and then uh one thing i want to mention real quick before we move on is i think most clubs in college most of them i'm pretty sure you don't really have to pay any dues for them like i know one of yours you did adam yeah for acm but that's for like a shirt and stuff yeah i think most of them you really don't have to pay any money because i think the college provides most of those funds yeah that's the nice thing about going to university is they have a lot more money than your high school to spare on extracurriculars. Yeah, because they get it from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're paying for it. But, um, yeah, so moving on, I guess, to our sixth thing, which I think is also really important, is where to get help in college. And by that, I mean, like, tutoring and student services. And mental help. Yeah, and mental help is a good place, too. So um, some good places here, I'd say, for tutoring are every college usually has a writing center. I would always say take advantage of that. I have not used the writing center yet because I'm not in an English class and I haven't really wrote anything. I'm taking one next semester, so we'll see how things change. But I know from, I think someone has told us before uh, that the writing center is a really good place to go. And I've heard from a bunch of people, you know, from my parents and just, it's just common knowledge that you should probably go to the writing center if you have an essay to look over because they're definitely going to give you some good advice and really help you out. Yeah, so the writing writing center is pretty helpful. Usually, I think you just give them your essay, and then they kind of tell you how you can improve it, right? Yeah, and make some edits and stuff. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And then another place you can get tutoring, too, is we have, like, a dedicated student success center. And so that's, like, just generalized tutoring, I think. Um, I think they have specialized teachers for different subjects, but... That's a really good place. And another thing we have is like subject-specific tutoring, which we have. It's called LEAD. I forget what it stands for. It's an acronym. But I know for Kim, we have it. There's, it's a learning enhancement across disciplines. Yeah. And so it's – you think it used to be in person, but now there's a combination of in-person and online. Yeah. So, oh, and then uh, – sorry no, to cut fine. you off, Adam, but there's professor office hours as well. Usually you can just – They'll have office hours, and you can just go ask your teacher directly. Yeah, and they always mention – I've never ha- – all my teachers constantly mention their office hours, like every single – at the end of every single lecture. So obviously they definitely want people to be there. 
because yeah, I mean, otherwise they just constantly? otherwise they just sit there by themselves. So yeah, and then I think that's a good amount of places I think you can get tutoring, uh, and then you yeah. also just have students on campus that can help you out too. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but for mental help, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure minor wellness. Almost is... yeah, for us it's minor wellness. Almost every college I'm pretty sure has a dedicated counseling service that's usually free i want to say mm -hmm. so that's definitely helpful if you need something like that and they also have um not just mental health but physical physical health too they have nutritionists yeah. there too so really uh i'd really get in touch with your student health services because it's always good to know that they're there before you need them before you have not have to but you should use them yeah and finally, number seven is how to manage homework. I know we've asked like everybody on the podcast, like how do they manage their time, but uh, how do you guys think we should manage our, you know, you manage your time to do homework? Because Mark has the least amount. I don't know who has the most amount of free time, you or Chris. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's me, but then other times it seems like it's Chris. I think Chris and I have yeah, about no, the same amount. Barely even. I think. Uh, I think I just have more of mine at one time than Chris does. I think Chris likes to split up his homework where I like to get yeah, it no, all done I, at Yeah, no, I once. do space it out mm -hmm. so I don't blow up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the yeah. healthy method. Yeah, I mean... I feel, for... I feel like from a, from a... It's fairly close because you do... You have English homework that I don't have and my history class doesn't really have homework. But I, I do t tend to take a little bit longer on my chemistry because Mark is just a freaking genius and gets it done in 45 minutes. No, bro. I just kind of zoom through it because he just chugs I just hate along, doing bro. It. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know how because it, it just takes me forever from like both standpoints of actually like focusing on it and doing it and like doing it quickly. Yeah, I mean, what I usually like to do, I usually just try and get a big chunk of my homework done every day and then just have, like, the rest of the day to myself. But, I mean, it really depends on your workload and how you like to work. If you like to space things out, then you can kind of, like, put activities in between to take a break from that. And, I mean, I guess that's the nice thing about college, too, because your schedule's pretty lax, so you can kind of choose when you do your homework. It's not like high school where you get home and then you have to do your <laughs> yeah. homework at night. You can pretty much do it whenever as long as you don't have a class. Well, and you get it done on time as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have free time too. I feel like I have a little bit less of it, but I'm not very, not very fast at doing my homework. So I try to do it like in between classes, like on... Tuesdays and Thursdays have a big gap between classes, so I kind of use that time to get all my homework done. So after my, um, you know, my psych class on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a lot of free time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I probably take Chris's approach more with kind of spacing it out a little bit more. Just some like, oh, I know this time I'm gonna be doing my math homework, and this time I will be doing my cam homework and stuff like that. But yeah, that's yeah. You're you're definitely uh, the one that likes to plan things out the most, Adam. As I'm looking at your printed out spreadsheet of your entire week. <laughs> well, I like that, dude. It makes me feel like I know what's happening. Also, it's a lot easier to visualize it on my wall than it is in my mind. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. That's fair. I I like to just put things on my calendar. Yeah. But 
I mean, yeah, it's really what works for you, I guess. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of yeah. having, having like a physical copy of things for like calendars and stuff. I don't really know why. I like the reminders a lot, but I don't know. Seeing it on a piece of paper is a lot better. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, I guess the time management really comes up to how... You're not going to get it in like the first try either. Like the first, you know... No, absolutely not. Even the first like two to three weeks of school, it's really you kind of figuring out like how do I manage my time correctly? Unless you have like fantastic time management skills and i guess this is then it doesn't apply to you but i would definitely just kind of see what sticks and how you manage your time and just how you can do it the most efficiently while also just you know not losing your mind from doing yeah one thing that i always try to do when doing my homework is i will do it in order of when it's due Mm-hmm. So I like I won't do something that's due on Sunday and then just like wait like if it's a Monday and I just wait until the thing that's due on Monday until like like 8 p.m. So I have to do that anyway. I'll, I'll always try to have it in an order to where I'll do the ones that are closest to do first. Yeah, that's what that's I kind of do too. That's why I have I have like all my weekly homeworks that I have every week, I have when those are due on my calendar, and then I just kind of yeah. go in order of that. Um, so basically, our math homework, we have a lecture on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then the homeworks for those lectures are always due on that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we only have one day to do it. So those are always my number one priority if I have them. And then I'll move on to something else because not the rest of our homework is not due on the day that it's assigned. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's a good place, you know, to be mindful of your homework and making sure you have a good solid schedule. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think a good place to stop it for our first, I don't know, episode of, you know, college advice. I hope, you know, this helps people. And people can always reach out to us on uh, at the dorm podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and they can reach out if they want to hear any more of our uh, freshman advice. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know if you guys want to add anything else. Um, I don't think I have anything else. What about you, Chris? <laughs> uh, no, I I don't got anything else to add. All right, so uh, thank you guys for listening. This was our uh, uh, advice segment. So uh, our advice episode. Yeah, it's th- number advice college advice number one. Thanks for coming to our TED talk, our uh, college, college TED talk. talk. Yeah, our college talk. So uh, the, the dorm talk. Yeah, the dorm talk. <laughs> so I mean, I guess always remember that the internet may not always be there for you. <laughs>